When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the Decibel Podcast with Chris Sinzak and Aaron Camaro. All right, here we are back once again to rock. Because that's what we do, because we are the Decibel Geek Podcast. My name is Aaron Camaro, and I'm always joined by my awesome friend and kick-ass co-host, Mr. Chris Sinzak. And if there's one thing that we both know, it's that radio sucks. You know what I'm talking about. It's been a while. It has been a while since we've done a Radio Sucks radio show. This was an original concept from way back in the day. Yeah, I think uh, you. I think you came up with the idea like maybe two weeks into when we started working together. Yeah, thought of thinking of different stuff, and it was like, hey, way back then it was like we could just play whatever we want, right? And you're like, I think so. And I was like, cool, let's do a thing called Radio Sucks Radio Show and just play stuff that we don't understand why did or didn't or isn't being played on radio. It was a great concept until radio and. The powers that be and all that came around and said, hey, hey, just because they're not playing it doesn't mean you can. And so that really kind of put kind of a damper on the whole Radio Sucks concept. But we figured out a way around it. Let's play bands and artists that aren't being played on the radio that probably should be. And why not? If it's good music, why not share it with people? And these are bands... They're not going to mind us helping spread the word about what they're doing. So, the Radio Sucks Radio Show lives on. We're bringing it for you one more time, right here, right now. But, of course, before we get to all that, we've got to take care of our business. And our business is getting enough reviews and recommendations to bring back Kissmas in July. We want to do it. But we need your help. We said if we get 20 by July, we'll bring it back. Kissmas in July. Oh yeah, we will. And so last time we left off, we needed 12 more to get there. So lucky for you Kiss fans, we're going to knock another one off the block here today. It's going to drop us down to 11. So here it is. It came to us from our awesome friend Eric Luzier. And it goes a little something like this. So here's my review. Chris and Aaron, thank you so much for bringing Decibel Geek to the world. I've been following your podcast for almost four to five years. I always find you entertaining and informative. 
Thank you and the Mighty K for encouraging me to take a trip to Nashville and joining Rockin' Pod. Meeting you in real time was amazing. I just can't believe I was Aaron and the Moogers' Nashville guide to find a place to eat. I do apologize for the live band playing Taylor Swift covers. I didn't know that was going to happen at the time. (laughs) Aaron knew. (laughs) Oh, no. And he says, please don't tip a band you don't like. Now, that I am guilty of. I tipped them. They kind of made me put me in a corner, and I was like, damn it. Here you go. (laughs) But they were a band nonetheless. Anyway, we got something to eat, and that's what the most important thing was. He goes on, he says, Anyhow, I had a great time hanging with Mighty K and the guys from In Obscuria. I also want to thank Ian Wadley for the ride after Rare Hair. Thanks to Aaron for fixing that up. Chris, you and your team did an amazing job at Rockin' Pod. Never stop producing more episodes of Decibel Geek. And Chris, stamp your name on Rockin' Pod and franchise it globally. I would love to have a team and bring it to Montreal. We are the heavy metal city. You guys bring joy to so many people. Your dedication to hard rock and metal brought me back from the dead four or five years ago. And let's add more to that list. That's a beautiful review right there. Eric Luzier, you're the man. He's a great guy. And I was, it was cool to hang out with him that weekend. And uh, he, uh, and Eric, you'll be happy to know we uh, had waffles recently and really enjoyed that Canadian maple syrup that you gave us. Yep. Likewise, it was so sweet and delicious. Not like the stuff you buy at the stores down here in the South. That's not maple syrup. That's just, what, breakfast syrup, I think they call it here? <laughs> no offense, Aunt Jemima. You can't you legally use the name maple in the syrup at the Kroger in Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Maple-flavored, sir. (laughs) Right, there you go. So, I mean, that's awesome. That's how it's done right there. Eric, man, thank you so much. And if you don't know, Eric has teamed up with Rich and Wally, the Canadian geeks, on their radio. I mean, what is it? How is that? Fuck, I don't want to misspeak here. It's live streaming radio, CGCM radio. That's it. I wanted to make sure I got that right. And Eric's got his very own show on there now. So if you are subscribed to them, you already know. And if you're not, get on board with the Canadian Geeks because those guys are some of our favorite people. Rich and Wally have been friends of ours for a long, long time. And we support our Canadian rock geek brothers 100%. And so that brings us down to 11. 11 more reviews to go between now and July. Do you want Christmas in July back or not? Well, you better get it together and get us those reviews and recommendations because that is what's on the line. thought you were talking to Mean Gene for a second there. Well, let me tell you something, brother. (laughs) (laughs) There's a whole lot of people out there that love the Decibel Geek podcast. (laughs) All you geekomaniacs. And they prove it every single week. When we put out an episode, they take it, they share it, they retweet it, they help us get the word out about what's going on here at the Decibel Geek Podcast. We love them for it, so we compile the list of the people who have done it. You want to be a part of an awesome list? Oh, you're about to find out, because these are our Geeks of the Week. 
Geeks of the Week this week are Adam Cox, Rock and Ron Runyon, Kristen Schimbeck, Ray Kuhn, Brian Knapp, Shane Abair, John Phillips, Keith Rockford, Myra Chapman, Warren Edward LaRue Baker, Mark Starsky, David Glenn, Aaron Baker, Jason Worden, Mike Parnell, Sit and Spin with Joe, Sean Geek Podcast, Cesar Atondo, Mark Alden Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Mark and Jerry BS Sessions, David Cathy, Will Honeycutt, Hakan Bergstad, Kevin's on Fire, Eladio, Keith Rockford, Ernesto Aguiar, Focus on Metal Podcast, Whitey Guitar Works, Vet Halen, Joseph Capone, Victor Ruiz, Scott Crouch, and as always, the, the Mooger Fooger. Oh yeah, Mooger Fooger. Only a month away now for Ugly Kid Joe. We're getting closer and closer and closer. Yes, sir. We're coming up to see you. And uh, yeah, as Aaron was mentioning, uh, say your prayers, take your vitamins, and leave a damn review. Leave a damn review. I just tore my shirt off. And some of my back hair. Watch out. It doesn't have nearly the same impact over audio. No, I definitely don't. See, that's why we got to start doing video stuff, like Mighty K said. And then I tear my shirt off, and she goes, this was a terrible idea. Yeah, me too. All right. So (laughs) if you want to become a Geek of the Week, it's simple. When you see our post on Facebook that says, hey, look, it's a new episode. It's the Radio Sucks Radio Show. Share it. If you see it being tweeted out there in the Twitterverse, you take it and you tweet it also. You retweet it is what you want to do. And when you do that, your name gets added to the list. Next week, we're talking about the new episode. We're going to tell all about the people that shared it last week. That could be you this week. Some kind of crazy time travel going on. Either way, it ends up with you on the most prestigious list in rock and roll. And that is Geeks of the Week. Do it. Share it. Retweet it. Give us a review and a recommendation, please. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on a second. I've got a breaking news story, Chris. Are you ready for this? Yeah. I'm just being handed this important announcement that says Axel Rudy Pell was never in the Scorpions. <laughs> Shit. Damn it. And I'm just as guilty because I let it go by and I didn't I didn't notice anything either. <laughs> I count on you for these things. Remember, you're the smart one. I think we were both thinking of Yuli John Roth instead of Axel Rudy Pell. That's what it was. See, that's what it was. I couldn't figure it out. The other three name guy. Because when I when I when I saw the mistake that I had made, it was pointed out to me several times. I was like, "Why did I think that? Why did I think that?" And now that makes perfect sense. Uli John Roth, Axel Rudy Pell, they all look the same to me. Well, just know that Stevie Ray Vaughan was never in the Scorpions. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Okay, I'll take your word for it, because like I said, you're the smart one. You're supposed to save me from this shit. (laughs) That weird concept blues album they did. Man, that Kiss FAQ thing just hanging over me, man. I keep dragging it right along. (laughs) Well, you got got insulted by Billy Hardaway over it, so that helps. Well, that does help, because if he's not insulting me, I feel like something's not right. I'm not doing something right, so... (laughs) I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> I know when I deserve it. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw that. You stupid idiot. I'm like, oh, boy. I know. Yeah, no, I deserve <laughs> that. I totally do. I'm glad finally now because it was driving me crazy. Thank you for helping me with that because it was in my brain. It was like, why did I think that? Why did I think that? And now it makes sense. Yeah. I thought I could help. What a relief. All right. Are you ready to play some rock and roll music? I think everyone's ready for us to play music and shut the hell up. <laughs> yeah, me too. Let's do it. Who's going first? Uh, I'll go first, I guess. 
Okay, cool. I got a good one to end on. Okay, cool. Um, so Nashville, you know, is really churning out a lot of good artists these days. And, uh, and that's not just speaking from bias because for the longest time I wanted to play Nashville bands on this show and pickings were pretty slim. So it, I, I'll be honest. I don't play something unless I stand behind it, but man, there's a crop of great bands coming out of this town. And, uh, this is one of them. Uh, it's a, a brand new band called lost hearts and it's an interesting story. They formed because they were each member of the band was a lead guitar player in another band and they wanted to write some new songs together. So they flipped a coin to see who would sing, who would play drums and who would play bass and who, and then who would play guitar. That's literally how they figured it out. All these guys play in other, or either have played or do play in other bands and around town. Uh, Max Fry, who's the singer and guitar player, uh, has done a lot of cool stuff. Really young guy. I think he can't be no more than 18 or 19. I don't think, but like he, Tony Harnell did a show opening for Striper at wild horse. A couple years back, Max was his guitar player. Max plays with a lot of people. Very talented kid. JT Shea, uh, on guitar, Victor Adriel on guitar and bass. And then, uh, Mitch Arnholt on drums. And they're all very talented players. Uh, a couple of the guys were in, uh, I believe, were in Native Sons also. It's getting very ancestral with some of these bands from the, the South. And uh, that pun intended, I guess. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Did not mean for that to come out that way. It's just a crazy thing about being in Asheville, though, is because there's so many talented cats around here that it all intermingles with each other. And, you know, everybody knows Tyson Leslie, and it all goes from there, you know? Right. Um, but this is the only song they've released so far, uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing more. I think you're going to like this. This is a tune called Hate Yourself. Do you hate yourself for loving me as much as I love you? Do you hate all of the things I do? Baby, I know you do. Do you hate all of the things I write? Knowing it's all in spite Do you hate the things you do at night With no one else in sight
do Do you hate all of the things I do? Baby, I know you do So you gotta get away, gotta get away Leaving, but you know you never do I like that. I love it that there's young dudes out there carrying the torch. I love it. Yeah, and it uh, doesn't come off campy or anything. actually sounds like legit rock and roll music. And uh, if you want to keep up with Lost Hearts, you can go to lostheartsband.com. And they have shows coming up with uh, Great White, L.A. Guns, Buck Cherry, The Lonely Ones, and The Midnight Devils in different states. Nice. That's good, man. I like that. Good to hear it. What do you got for your first All right, I got one for you. Oh, man, I know this one's going to go over huge. This is a Canadian-Australian hybrid band that released their self-titled debut last year. It's a band called DeRaps. It's a three-piece consisting of Josh Gallagher on drums, William Lachance on bass, and Jacob DeRaps on lead vocals and guitar. This band comes from Montreal, so it's no surprise that Eric Luzier was the one that turned me on to him. <laughs> <laughs> Just kept telling me about this band at Rocket Pot. He's like, you got to check him out. You got to check him out, Aaron. You're going to love him. Yep. He wasn't telling lies. This is some amazing stuff. And again, young dudes out there rocking, keeping it going. You got to love it. You know where this band comes from spiritually when you hear this. And it's amazing. So from Canada, it's the Raps. And a tune called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. Queen 
for a Canadian band, they kind of sound like they came from Pasadena, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, their goal is to capture the sound and the essence of late 70s California rock. So, yeah, they're nailing it, I'd say. You know, they got a YouTube channel with a bunch of stuff on it. They got a Facebook page. That's where you can pick up the album. And like I said, young dudes keeping rock alive. You got to love that. DeRaps. D-E-R-A-P-S. Get it. They uh, they definitely like their Van Halen. I, I, I like that a lot. That's a fun song. I like them, too. Awesome. I love it. All right. So uh, my next one is a band that's, they've only been around since 2017, but they've already released six full-length studio albums and uh, have been getting a lot of interest all over the rock world. It's a band called Haunt, and they're based out of Fresno, California. Kind of have a really cool kind of classic meets modern sound to me yeah I, I hear elements of new wave of british heavy metal with this I, uh, also a little bit of the melodic rock from back in the day and it's just kind of a cool mix of sounds and their singer Tre- trevor william church uh started this at his, as his own project and it just built into a band from there and i think you'll you'll dig his voice it's pretty good and the guitar playing's just killer on this stuff this is their newest single it's a track called chimera
I don't know. I'm probably not even saying it right. <laughs> Must be, because it's awesome, man. Yeah, somebody asked us about that not too long ago when we did the Ask Us Anything. Asked us about Haunt. Mm. Great band right there. Perfect example of classic sound in a modern era that works. It works, man. Yeah, I think I'm hoping the rest of the album, or hoping it will be a full album that comes out. This is the only one that's come off in 2023 for them, but I want to hear it. And you can keep up with all things Haunt on Facebook and Instagram at Haunt the Nation. Haunt the Nation. There you go. Get their music. Keep these bands alive. All right. So, kind of feels like fresh blood so far. That's always been kind of the dilemma. What's the difference? We're just playing all kinds of good rock and roll. So, I'm going to truly make this a Radio Sucks radio show. And I'm going to go back a few years. Right now, so many people are real excited about the new Extreme album coming out soon. So, I thought I'd share something interesting that I found recently that totally flew over my head when it came out in 2011. So let's talk about Extreme. They were formed in Boston back in 1985. They signed with A&M Records and would release four albums on their initial run that would last until 1996. Those albums chart all over the world, including two U.S. Billboard Top 10s. They're rock and roll all night. It's a song called More Than Words. You might have heard it <laughs> about a billion times. It wasn't low record sales in the early 90s that killed Extreme. It was Van Halen. <laughs> Poach their singer. But what are you going to do? You got to go try it, right? Turns out terrible. Fast forward to 2004. Long after Sharon is done with Van Halen, Extreme reunites, which at the time is a pretty big deal. They released a new album and headlined a world tour with King's X opening up. During the downtime before the reunion, these guys are all working on their own individual stuff. Nuno's releasing albums, Sharon's doing stuff. And one of the projects that Sharon was working on before the band got back together was a different band with his brother Mark on lead guitar. The band was called Hurt Smile. Like I said, I found this one on CD not too long ago, and the sticker on the case said featuring Gary Sharon from Extreme. And I thought, huh... I never heard of this before. I also find it strange it doesn't say Gary Sharon from Van Halen. Even Gary Sharon wants to distance himself from that mess. <laughs> but this, man, this album is pretty damn cool. Like I said, I did not know about it when it came out. But I was like, I want to check that out. You know, it's I like Extreme. See what it's about. I didn't know his brother played guitar. Man, his brother can play guitar. So check this out from 2011. This is Hurt Smile and a tune called Set Me Free.
That shit is good. Isn't that awesome? Hey, any guesses which record label might have released Hurt Smile back in 2011? I have no idea. It was Frontiers. Come on. Oh, was it? Yeah, your first guess would have been right. <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I had no idea Frontiers put that out. It's a Gary Sharon solo joint, man. Of course, Frontiers is all over that. Oh. But, I mean, that song's awesome. There's a lot of cool stuff on that album. I was really pleasantly surprised by that. So, this album, after the reunion for Extreme, Nuno joins up with Rihanna, and Gary goes, oh, well, now I can finally release this album. So, it was actually written like 2007, 2008. But then the reunion happens, so then that gets put on the back burner, and then this comes out. But yeah, some really good guitar playing on it. I had no idea Gary Sharon's brother Mark was a musician. I I remember hearing the name Hurt Smile. I don't remember. I think it was because, yeah, it was because uh, that VH1 Bands Reunited show tried to get Extreme back together around this time. And, yeah. and they mentioned that that Gary was working with a band called Hurt Smile, but I uh-huh. never bothered lo- looking into it or giving it a listen. I definitely want to hear re- more of the record after that because yeah, that, his brother's a ripping guitar player. Yeah, it's a pretty cool album, man. Got some weird stuff on it, but you know, it's Gary Sharon, so it's gonna have some weird stuff on it. But the stuff that cooks is really good. So if you're Jones in for some extreme. But you haven't heard Hurt Smile, this might hold you over until that new album comes out. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And um, I don't remember, Gary, wasn't Gary also doing some band called Tribe of Judah? I think so. I think that was before. Yeah. That was like right after Van Halen, I want to say. I don't think I ever heard any of their stuff either. Hmm. No, I haven't heard that. But you never know what I find when I'm out there CD hunting. So uh, I'm going to go back to Nashville for my next pick, another band. And this and it's truly not me doing a favor. This is legitimately good stuff. It's a, a band from Nashville that were actually at Rockin' Pod, and uh, they got a lot of attention, and several of the podcasts that interviewed them uh, have been raving about them ever since meeting them. And yep. they had an awesome display booth, and they're good people. And I think you'll agree with them with me once you hear this tune. It's a band called Blackwood. And uh, they're formed just a couple years ago. Uh, the members are Chris O'Brien, David Dix, Keith White, and Steve Burgess. And they've only released four singles so far, but I think you'll really dig this one. It's a chugging number called Lose It All. Come 
one of the bands that everybody was talking about at Rockin' Pod because people were listening to their stuff and got to interview them and I remember hearing several podcasters kind of raving about this. Now I see why, man. That's killer. Yeah, and I Keith White, the one of the guitar players, um I go back with him like to the early mid 2000s and he was in a band here called Thousandfold and they were a good band and he's always been a good guitar player, but this is by far the best thing he's done. It's it's a great band. You can follow them at blackwoodnash.com. Nice. Hopefully they got some more songs coming soon and we get a full album out of them. Yeah, I like the all four that they've released so far have been really good. Nice. Right on. Well, while everybody else was out there last weekend enjoying Record Store Day, I was feeling a little sad. I was pretty bummed out this weekend, actually, because for the last time ever... I went to the CD warehouse. I know I told you this earlier that CD warehouse was closing down. Yeah. And it was one of the first places I went to when I first moved to Nashville because when I first came here, I was living in the outskirts in a part of town called Madison, and which is attached to Rivergate, which is where the big mall's at. And right outside of Rivergate is where CD warehouse was. So it was one of the first ones I ever went to. Been going there for years and years. They were the last ones, I mean, I guess outside of Target, that would get new releases still on CD. So, like, for example, when the latest Skid Row came out, on release day, I was able to go to the store and get the new Skid Row album. And you know what? It made me feel good. It made me feel young. It gave me the feelings that I had when I was young, the excitement of knowing that you're going to go to the store, you're going to go in, you're going to buy it, you're going to come back out, you're going to immediately put it in the CD player. That's where I got the last Metallica from, too. 
It's the last new album I'll be able to buy there. Mm. <sighs> really, you know what? It, we were in there. I bought a bunch of stuff. They had a big sale going on. I was kind of just looking around the place. And I noticed this corner over where, like, you just had some posters up, just some random stuff. And in those posters was the Rockin' Pod poster. Not from this last year. not Well, not from this year, but from the year before. So I brought, I always brought the Rockin' Pod posters down to the CD warehouse. And they were always so cool. They'd be like, you bet we'll put that up. you know. And he'd be like, let me put it right on the front door where everyone's going to see it. Wow. And so I guess last year... After it was over, instead of just tearing it down and throwing it away, they took it down and they put it up on the wall with like the decorations with the other posters. That's nice. I'd never noticed it before until I was just kind of, you know, just looking around the place one last time before we left. And I was like, wow, that's cool, man. That's been up there this whole time. I never even knew it. <laughs> it makes me sad when I see a mom and pop kind of music store like that close down, you know, and it makes you know it's kind of the end of an era. Yeah. As far as like box stores go where you can walk into them. I guess in the case of this one, you'd say, well, it's downloading or well, it's streaming. But in this case, they opened up kind of a restaurant next door that's a lot like a Hooters. <laughs> and now all of a sudden that place is big business again. And so they came around, their lease was up and they said, we're going to about double your rent and we want a signature on a 10 year lease. Oh. And they just couldn't they couldn't do it. Ten years. Yeah. Wow. So pushed out and I guess they're not gonna look to reopen anywhere else. It was an institution for sure here in Nashville. They've been around forever and man, it breaks my heart. Anytime I see a store like that closing down, it makes me wish, you know, if is there anything we could have done to do more. Yeah. But I- that was my that was my go-to place for when it was new record store release day. Like I said, to be able to, you know, take me back to 1989, waiting to go in and get the new Skid Row album. I'm doing it in 2022, you know. Hmm. It's going to be hard to replicate that feeling by ordering stuff online because I guess that's the way it's going to have to go now because I know like Target's not going to have the new Overkill, so I ordered that. I know Target's not going to have the new Jason Beeler, so I ordered that. I don't know, man. It's a bummer. It, you know, this all just points to what needs to happen, right? What needs to happen? Revolution? You, you, <laughs> you need to open up your own brick-and-mortar CD store called Camaro's Cutout, man. Yeah, right. We'll have a big old tower on top, and it'll double as a Radio Sucks radio station. Yep. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so anyway, this this whole emotional moment thing brings me back to thinking about a disc that I picked up the very, very first time that I ever went there. It was cool because I was thinking about this and I was like, do I still have that? And when I went and looked in the library and I found it, I was like, yep, I'm playing this on the Radio Sucks radio show. I remember looking at that CD wondering, who the hell are the Towers of London? They look cool on the cover and pretty metal, so I took a chance on it. I like when you take a chance on something just based on, you know, judging that book by its cover, and it actually pays off. Because this band's really cool. It's like a blend of 70s British punk with 80s Sunset Strip. So, like, get on a time machine 
headed to 1977 London. Let's kidnap Johnny Rotten. Now let's take him to 1986 Hollywood and have him replace Brett Michaels in Poison. Are you confused? Well, you're going to know what I mean in just a second. This is from their 2006 debut album, Blood, Sweat, and Towers. This is the Towers of London with How Rude She Was.
kind of like if Oasis became a glam band. I don't know about Oasis. To me, it's more like punk rock. Yeah, I just his voice kind of reminds me a little bit of Liam. Yeah, I guess a little bit. I could see that. Let me tell you a little bit about Donnie and Dirk Tourette. <laughs> Got it. Let's hope that's not their real last name. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to ruin it if it's not. <laughs> I can tell you a little bit about him. I know Donnie Tourette was, I think, on the UK version of Big Brother. But then he said he wanted to leave. And they said, well, it's Big Brother. You can't leave. And he said, fuck this. And he climbed over a wall and escaped. In 2007, they were involved in a street brawl that involved cinder blocks as weapons. A year after the release of their debut album, the drummer and the lead guitarist said, we just can't live this way anymore. They've been banned from performing at the Download Festival for fist fighting. They beat up My Chemical Romance at a in-store signing. They're heroes. They opened for the New York Dolls during their UK tour and were respectful and well-behaved. Pretty cool, man. Pretty far out. That's wild. What I found out by all this was that they actually released more music after this. I had no idea. They came out with an album in 2008 called Fizzy Pop. And actually, last year, I guess it's been a long gap in between. Who the hell knows what these guys have been doing? They might have been in prison. (laughs) Sounds like it. The Towers of London are out of prison, and they're back with a new EP called Yet to Be. Came out last year. If you like that, a cool blend of punk rock. It's so British, but it's still got that Sunset Strip kind of feel to it. Check them out. They're the Towers of London. But no, I, I like them. I, they definitely, the time that they came out, I, it sounds like they were they had a lot against them. They were kind of out of place from the start, but, uh, but fun to listen to in, in hindsight. I'd never heard of them before. No, me neither. Pretty cool, though. I'm going to actually, I was kind of pleasantly surprised to find out that they had another album and they're actually back now. So I'm going to look into that. They got a Facebook page, too, at the very least you can do. If you dig a band you're hearing on this show, find them on the Facebook, give them a like, follow them. That way you can keep up with stuff if they got new music, new merch, or tour dates maybe coming your way. Love to go see some of these bands we're talking about. Probably have to go to London to see those guys. Yeah, definitely got to go to London. I don't think they're welcome back in the United States. No. (laughs) (laughs) They got kicked out of the United States in 2010. Crazy. But they were respectful to the dolls, and that's what's most important. Yeah, probably heavily influenced, I'm sure. All right, so I got a couple left, and uh, while we wait on Judas Priest to release their next album, seems like that thing's never coming out, um, guitarist Richie Faulkner has given us something to, pretty cool to tide us over. It's a band called Elegant Weapons, and uh, it's, it's kind of a collection of musicians that he's put together to put out some cool metal. Uh, he's got Richie, it's got bassist Dave Rimmer of Uriah Heap, nice drummer Christopher Williams from Accept, Hell yeah. Um, although Scott Travis, I believe, plays on the studio tracks, but Christopher will be touring with them when they go out and play live. I believe they're going to go out and play live. And um, Ronnie Romero, who you probably remember from Vandenberg, Rainbow, and Michael Schenker group singing. Oh, wow. So it's a cool uh, group of people. So far, they've just released two tracks, and then this one just kills. It's called Do or Die.
great oh man i love it yeah the the playing on that song is incredible and uh i'm excited to hear the rest of it i know there's a whole record coming out and uh nice if you get to see the video for this song uh they, it was filmed here in nashville at game terminal are you familiar with game terminal mm, i don't think so is it a big arcade down in printer's alley no i don't think it's in printer's alley i think no. it's maybe over by the airport I could be wrong, but it's a gigantic warehouse with pinball and arcade and all kinds of cool stuff. And it's the band playing in the middle of that. Wow. And uh, a mutual friend named Mark Alley, who is a local musician, but also does a lot of videography. He is the guy who did the filming for it. And he did an incredible job. So I just want to give him a shout out on that. Nice. That's cool, man. I love that. That's really good. It's got a lot of, mm, it's got, it's got a lot of stuff I like. Yeah, I'll tell you that. It's got a good blend of all the things I love. Yeah, they got a 
is they got any kind of release date or anything on this? I don't know about the full album. Um, they've just put out the two songs, but if you go to elegantweaponsband.com, uh, that you'll probably have more info and uh, probably have a release date on there. I just didn't get again didn't get a chance to make a note of that, but it should be out. I All think right. the whole thing will be out in the next month or two. Hell yeah, man! I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to order it on Amazon because I don't have a CD store anymore. Yeah, you got to do it the lame way now. Damn it, that's bullshit. Well, at least I can like come down my driveway and be like, "Hey, it's record release day. Let me get out here and wait by the mailbox for the mailman to show up." <laughs> <laughs> mailman shows up, I'm like, "Give me that." No. Ah, oh, shit. Well, damn. That's awesome. I like that a lot. All right, let's see. I've got, I got one more. You've got one more, and we've got kind of a together pick at the end. I think. Okay. Um. Let's see. Okay. Cool. Check this out. Been doing this show for a long time. Bands like to solicit me with their stuff. Sometimes be like, "Oh, you do a podcast about rock and metal? Oh, it's pretty popular. Check out my band." Man, I've had some good experiences with this. I've had some bad experiences with this. I get a little leery and a little nervous about people sending me their stuff. Me too. One, if they're friends or they're fans or they're, you know, into what we're doing, I want to support anybody I can, you know. But it sucks when, I'm not going to name no names. Let me tell you a little story. I had this guy wanted me to listen to his stuff. I listened to it. I go, oh, man, I don't want to hurt this dude's feelings. I just want to say cool man and then cool man turns into will you play it on the show will you play it on the show will you will you will you play it on the show will you play it will you play it on the show will you will you will you will you play oh christ you know (laughs) now this guy is hitting me up on my messages like every day you know asking me questions like when's it gonna be on when's it gonna be and i'm like i never said i was gonna play it i said i'd check it out you know and then it's why won't you you know it's like I don't want to say, you know, it's it's not right for this. You know, that's what I end up saying. But I don't want to say it sucks. And I'd never play that on the show. You know, how dare you ask me? It's awful. I think I've talked to the same person. <laughs> I don't ever want to be in that situation. So I'm always leery when somebody wants to send me music. But when it's somebody that's cool and it's somebody that supports this show, I want to take the chance to want to show some love back. So I said, you know what? Go ahead and send it to me. But what I got in the mail this time was way more than what I expected. Now, this is totally do-it-yourself. These guys wrote all the songs. They produced it themselves. They printed the CD sleeves themselves. They did everything themselves. It's a name that might be familiar because he's also a Geek of the Week. Almost every single week, you hear the name Sean Geek. Oh, yeah. We're doing Geeks of the Week. Talk about Sean McGinty. He does the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast with his brother. It's pretty cool. It's not exactly a music show, but they are both musicians and they're fans of this kind of music. So it comes up if you're looking for a new podcast, definitely recommend check out Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. So you might like it. So he sends me his band, which his brother is also in. Sean sings, his brother plays guitar. Like I said, I'm always nervous about this sort of thing. So last week, I'm cruising in the car. I'm listening to Metallica on repeat, the album over and over again. And I go, oh, man, you know, I really need to listen to this album that Sean sent me. But I've been jamming on this Metallica. Well, 
I'll listen to it, and then, you know, I always put the Metallica back in. I put this in, and I started listening to it on repeat over and over and over again because I really, really enjoyed it. So his band is called Dome, D-O-M-E. How has nobody ever thought of that band name before? It's simple. It's perfect. It's awesome. It's like this big metal thing. Dome. You got to love it. Had an album came out in 2017 called We Are Machine. I actually had a really hard time figuring out which song to play. Once I, once I heard it, I was like, I want to play something. And then it's like, which song do I play? I like them all pretty equally. But I decided to go with this one to give you guys a taste of it. And it's a song called Be Famous.
all the way from Quebec, our friend Sean McGinty, his band, Dome. Oli Larson on drums, Alex Sandor Radai on bass, Todd McGinty on guitar, Sean McGinty on vocals. They are the band that knocked Metallica out of my CD player in the car. They are Dome. I love it. Dome, da dome, dome. Dome. I love it. That's cool, man. Sean, thank you for sending that to me. If you guys are interested in that, it's on the Bandcamp. You can get yourself downloads of it. The whole thing's really cool. It's pretty awesome. And check out the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast. I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I believe he does a breakdown of this album. So Sean does his own albums unleashed <laughs> on his own album. It's that's brilliant. I love it. That's pretty cool. No, I, I, Sean's a good guy. There's good playing on that. So that that's cool that he sent that in. And I'm, I'm glad we could uh, we could turn and turn some people on to it. Yeah, I dig it. Dome. All right. So, All right. What you got next? So I got one left, and uh, I think uh, a lot of people will be happy to hear this one. Uh, our favorite No Frills Rock and Roller is back. Danko Jones has a new song out. Yes, I love that. He's going to have an album. I believe it's called Electric Sounds is coming out on September 15th, and it'll be an 11-track album on AFM Records, and I can't wait to get it. And I can only hope that a U.S. tour will finally happen to support this next record because he never comes here. And uh, so check out the new song by Danko Jones, appropriately titled Guess Who's Back.
you always know what you're getting with Danko Jones, and it's all good. He's uh, he's simple to the point, rock and roll. And I always thought his attitude and some of his lyric writing does remind me of Phil Lynott a little bit at times. Yeah, I could see that definitely in the attitude for sure. Yeah, like don't fuck with me, I'm a badass. You know, it's like it's those types of lyrics, which uh, yeah, it's, it's everything you would want from a Danko Jones song. So I was happy yeah. to play this one. Yeah, he definitely has that spirit, man. I love it. Yeah, anytime Danko Jones comes out with something new, I'm all about it. Awesome, awesome artist. And a guy that's been doing his part to keep the spirit of rock and roll alive for a long, long time now. I want to get him on the show one of these days because he's a great talker. Oh, I bet. I bet you he's amazing. We should do that. Yeah, he. I mean, he's had his own podcast for years. It'd be cool to talk to him. I want to tell you, I'm kind of jonesing to do an interview. Me too. Or at least interact with somebody besides each other. I know. I'm sick of you, it's, Aaron. It's been just the two of us here <laughs> lately, and it's, for the love of God, somebody put us on assignment or something. Yeah, <laughs> get some people in here to you know, mix things up a little bit. We're getting sick of our own company. I do have some challengers lined up for the next time we do Beat the Geek, people that are lined up to challenge you this time instead of you laying out the challenges. Yeah, because I keep getting my ass kicked. I'm, like, I'm easy pickings. Yeah, now these people are like, oh, that all these guys that are coming on as guests make it seem so easy. I want to do it, too. Yeah, Beat the Geek is no longer a game show. It's an order. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready to beat the geek? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> Who's kicking Chris's ass this time? Yeah. So we might bring that back pretty soon. You know, we kind of space those out, but I don't see the need to, especially when there's challengers out there ready to take you on. We could bring that back pretty quick. All right. So that's it. We got one more. Yep. You got the last one. This one, like I said, it's kind of a a double pick because Chris said, you know, I would pick this, but I'm sure you're going to pick it. And I was like, well, I'm definitely going to pick it. Uh, Man. Everybody's been hearing about this. It's been all over the internet. Uh, people were talking to him at Rockin' Pod because Ryan Cook was there and Jeremy Asbrock was there. You guys know these guys from the Ace Fraley band, from the Gene Simmons band, from the Talisman, from the Big Rock Show, from the Rock and Roll Residency. All these great things that come together. They got Phil Schaus back with them. And they've got something new coming your way. And I'm talking about Rock City Machine Company. If you follow Ryan Cook, Jeremy Asbrock, or Philip Schaus, brother, I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah, that's a scary stuff. And I heard Christopher got sick right after him. Dang, man. What are they eating? Careful what you eat down there in South America. Don't just be picking up stuff on the side of the road. Oh, that looks delicious. <laughs> I don't think they did that. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that armadillo I found was looked fully cooked. I mean, it's the desert, right? It's like a frying pan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's a couple of, a story from a couple of guys who have definitely never toured South America. True. Ah, uh, man, whatever. We got to tell you about the rock and roll coming your way, and this is pretty damn cool. So Ryan, Jeremy, and Phil have got together. Do you know who drums on this? Uh, they, By any I chance? Think it, I think it's somebody, Marty Fredrickson's kid or somebody. They okay. They made it clear in an interview that it like the core of the group is the three of them, and then like they're not, they don't have an, an equal member on drums. Okay, all right, well that's fine too because what you're getting is a brand new album 
by this new band, and it's Ryan, Jeremy, and Phil. And if you're a KISS fan, you don't need me to tell you how awesome these guys are. If you remember Hair of the Dog from back in the day, you know that I'm a big Hair of the Dog fan. Those guys earned my love way back in the late 90s, early 2000s, in the middle of Wisconsin. Had a whole episode talking about Hair of the Dog way, way back. Mm -hmm. Love to do that again, man. That's one band that everybody should know about is Hair of the Dog. So Ryan Cook's one of my all-time favorite singers. He was from one of my all-time favorite bands, Hair of the Dog. And, you know, to come down here to Nashville, and he's in Nashville. And really, you know, kind of your theme today has been like the Nashville rock scene a little bit. You played two great bands from here in Nashville. To me, if you ask me, who do you got to thank? For rock and roll resurging in Nashville, I say don't look no further than these three guys right here. They're a big part of it. Because when Decibel Geek started, these guys kind of started doing their thing too. Where Ryan Cook was doing the big rock show, having these big old parties, playing all this classic rock stuff. Jeremy and Phil were doing the rock and roll residency, kind of the same idea, just having these big rock and roll parties with live musicians and everybody intermingling. I throw rare hair in the mix. Tyson Leslie, he, you got to give him credit for, you know, advancing the rock and roll here in Nashville as well. So I look at those guys and say, you know, when I first moved down here to Nashville, I'd say, is there a rock club down here? They'd take me downtown and it'd be discos and it'd be honky-tonks. And I'd say, where's the rock bar? And they'd say, there isn't one. That's <laughs> how it was when I first moved down here like 20 years ago. And now it's like every time I turn around, we're talking about this great new band. Oh, where are they from? Up the street here in Nashville. For years, this city has had this this country music umbrella over the top of it. And that's all anybody ever thought of it. And for a long time, that would have been correct. But I think since Ryan, Jeremy, and Phil started doing their thing back in the you know 2010-ishes around in there, that's when everything changed. Because these guys made it cool to love rock and roll in Nashville again. They would throw these rock and roll parties that enough people would come to that everyone would see and go... There's value in rock and roll in this town. And then from there, it just grew and grew and grew. So thank you to Ryan, Jeremy, and Phil for bringing rock and roll back to Nashville. I hold you three responsible, and I thank you for it. Amen. So anytime we get an opportunity to put out the word about what these guys are doing, because they've done so much for us and have been such great supporters of us, and are such awesome rockers that when they get together, only good things come of it. Ryan was so cool. He sent Chris and I an advanced copy of the songs that are going to be on this Rock City Machine Company album. We got to hear the whole thing. It's awesome. You are not ready for the whole thing yet. There's going to be an announcement coming soon about the release date on this album. In the meantime, Ryan told me himself, when it came to the songs on this album, there were some that he thought were singles, there were some that the other guys thought were singles, but you know who ultimately picked the single? Mm -mm. NASCAR picked the single. Oh, that's right. Because they listened to this song and they said, we want that. 
And so NASCAR is playing this song because it rocks and it embodies speed and power and the kind of things that NASCAR want people to think of when they think of these race cars with all their power and, you know, intensity. That's what you need, intensity. That's what this has got. It's great rock and roll. There's so many songs on here. I wish we could play the whole thing. It's so good. There is a cover song on this album that is amazing. It's going to blow your mind. They can't tell you what it is, but trust me, when the announcement comes that this album's coming, there's a cover song on here that is amazing. There's a song on here that reminds me of Van Halen. It gives me those feelings. Yeah. There's a song on here that gives me ACDC feelings. There's songs on here that give me Hair of the Dog feelings. It's great. It's really great, and I can't wait for the rest of you guys to hear the whole thing. So I want you to follow Ryan Cook on Facebook. Jeremy Asbrock, follow him. Philip Schultz, follow him. Keep up with the information these guys are bringing to you, because if I was a betting man, I would say that come the end of the year, this is going to at least be top five, if not number one album of the year. It is that good. It is that good. So good. So we're going to give you guys a taste as we wrap up today's Radio Sucks radio show here on the Decibel Geek Podcast. You're going to love it. You're going to love it a lot. Any parting words, my friend? Oh, it's just fun to spend some music again and do this as we always do. Uh, Make sure you leave a review. Thanks for listening and uh, enjoy the music. Yes. And if I messed up, Well, that's just me. That's what I do. But leave a comment in the comment section anyway. And for the love of God, give us some reviews and recommendations so we can bring you Kissmas in July. So here we go. You're going to love this a lot. It's the Rock City Machine Company. Their brand new song, Can't Stop the Train. Get caught.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.